Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons. And today we're talking about fighters, specifically the Rune Knight. Indeed. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How you doing today? I'm still cold, man. Yeah, it's still pretty cold. It's three episodes in a row. It's just got chills in my bones. We're still in the heart of winter. I got a heater on my knee, though. True that. Um, so today we got another Tasha subclass, and this one is of the fighter variety. Yeah. Uh, the Rune Knight is one of the more popular subclasses to come out of Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, or at least it was popular while it was still in testing via Unearthed Arcana. Yeah. Now, I've heard that it has been nerfed since, but I am uh, not one to really mess with Unearthed Arcana. So I'm curious to know what those in our audience who have messed with Unearthed Arcana think of the changes. Um, either way, the Rune Knight is a fighter that integrates a very special kind of magic into their fighting style, Rune Magic, which, if you remember from our Year of the Giant episode, originates from giants themselves. That's right. So, Rune Knights enhance their martial prowess using the supernatural power of runes, an ancient practice that originated with giants. Rune cutters can be found among any family of giants, and you likely learned your methods first or secondhand from such a mystical artisan. Whether you found the giants work carved into a hill or cave, learned of the runes from a sage, or met the giant in person. You studied the giant's craft and learned how to apply magic runes to empower your equipment. Some quick uh, some quick giant stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, is a hill giant capable of runesmithing? Um, I think an inordinately smart one probably is to yeah. a certain degree. Like the high like end really, of a hill giant's yeah, and it's Yeah, and it's probably in a limited fashion. It's probably bad. Um, I know stone giants kind of cap their, like... They're, like, super good at it. Their tunnels are, are ruined up. Like Yeah, they, they, it's all about runes. Yeah, yeah they're ruining ruin, yeah, your life. They're ruining <laughs> the underdark, underdark um, with all their... Graffiti. I would go as far as to say the frost giants are probably in the same category as the hill giants. Like they probably barely do it. Yeah, they do but, some snow runes, some, some snow, some frost runes, some trap runes. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the first feature you get if you take the rune knight feature, which uh, or rune knight subclass, which uh, comes into play at level three for the fighter. Uh, it, well, first thing you get is some bonus proficiencies. You gain proficiency with smith tools, makes sense, and you learn to speak, read, and write giant. 
you know, because you're kind of writing in their language in so a way. you really have to actually, you can't just draw these things. You're going to stone carve these things. Yeah, you have to engrave them into objects. Um, it doesn't have to be stone. It has to be, generally speaking, it's going to be items you're wearing. So a lot of like metal yeah, is, okay. is the general idea. You're but I guess gonna wood practice. or You're going to learn on stone. You're going to move up. Sure. Maybe you're going to learn on wood probably or yeah. dirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're learning the earth. Yeah, absolutely. Practice rune and dirt now. Um, so you also get the a feature called rune carver. You can use magic runes to enhance your gear. You learn two runes of your choice from among the runes described below. And each time you gain a level in this class, you can replace one rune you know with a different rune from this feature. When you reach certain levels in this class, you learn additional runes as shown in the runes known tables. So essentially, at their level it's two, at seventh level it's three, tenth level it's four, and at fifteenth level it's five. That's some rough scaling. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of is. I don't know. We'll see what you think of this class when we're done talking about it. But I believe there's six in total, so you won't get them all, if I if I remember this correctly. Well, just like the average campaign ends, you know, ten, level 10 or less. Yeah. Usually, so it's better to front load this stuff, but, you know, whatever. Well, you get to use each of your runes once a day. So, like, at seventh level, you're getting three rune uses a day. On top of, like, you also get other rune type stuff that you do that isn't necessarily your runes. We'll yeah, talk about let's it let's learn in a more about it. Yeah. So whenever you finish a long rest, you can touch a number of objects equal to the number of runes you know, and you inscribe a different rune onto each of the objects. To be eligible, an object must be a weapon, a suit of armor, a shield, a piece of jewelry, or something else you can wear or hold in a hand. Okay. Your rune remains in an object until you finish a long rest, and an object can bear only one of your runes at a time. So you have, like, your set objects, and you wake up in the morning and you rune them all, mm-hmm. basically? Yeah, basically. And you could change it up as needed, but mm-hmm. yeah, you probably have your go-tos. Um, the following runes are available to you when you learn a rune. God, do not do not play a drinking game where you take a shot every time I say the word rune, because you or will in, die. Or indeed. Or indeed. But in this episode, (laughs) rune. rune. This time. The following runes are available to you when you learn a rune. If a rune has a level requirement, you must be at least at a level in this class to learn the rune. If a rune requires a saving throw, your rune magic save DC equals 8 plus your proficiency plus your constitution modifier. You have found a rune stone. (laughs) It's very true. I'm actually going to play that game uh, very soon. I'm very excited about it. Midway games. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So the first of these runes that you can learn called cloud rune this rune emulates the deceptive magic used by some cloud giants while wearing or carrying an object inscribed with this rune you have advantage on dexterity sleight of hand checks and charisma deception checks nice in addition when you are a creature you can see within 30 feet of you is hit by an attack roll you can use your reaction to invoke the rune and choose a different creature within 30 feet of you other than the attacker the chosen creature becomes a target of the attack using the same role. This magic can transfer the attack's effects regardless of the attack's range. Once you invoke this rune, you can do so again. You can't do so again until you finish a short or long rest. Okay. So Cla- technically, oh, obscurity with clouds, cloud magic, like yeah, that's, little cloud that's the ghost idea comes out, here. attacks you, another homie or whatever. Well, basically, so the attack affects someone else. Right. So. Yeah. Attack against one homie, you can make it go to a different homie. Yeah. Or yourself, I suppose. Sure. It's a way to tank off hits from other creatures, so it's useful, if a little strange. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the ma- the damage mitigation has to do with clouds or yeah, cloud see, giants. Because we were trying to draw the parallels with the runes before this episode. Yeah. And so I was going I to try to hit on runes. that. Yeah. <laughs> and so do I. 
Um, we'll, we'll talk about it as we keep going. Yeah. Uh, like, trying to put a magnifying glass on it. Yeah. For me, it's just like these runes, uh, because they're tied to giants, they are also kind of tied to like elements in a way. And sure. so it's like they should do elementy things. Elementy. And neither of these are very elementy. Yeah. So it's my favorite uh, flavor of gum. <laughs> elementy. <laughs> yeah. So like there's a cloud one because there are cloud giants. Yes. Yeah. So, so maybe like I don't know, man. I'm not even gonna try to justify it. Let's just get move on. All right. Next is Fire Rune. Uh, this rune's magic channels the masterful craftsmanship of great smiths. While wearing or carrying an object inscribed with this rune, your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check you make using your proficiency with a tool. Um, that could be useful if you're super into using tools. I think one of the main complaints about five E is that tools are useless and no one uses them. <laughs> yeah, they're all flavor. Yeah. I mean, like they're all flavor, which is you know that's fine. Yeah, I make beer tonight again. Yeah, for like the fucking I, I, fifth in, game in a row because my double proficiency bonus is so fucking good. We drink better beer than normal people, maybe. Yeah, on the road, yeah. like great, cool. It doesn't fucking do anything. Right. Sure. So in addition, when you hit a creature with an attack using a weapon, you can invoke the rune to summon fiery shackles. Nice. The target takes an extra 2d6 fire damage, and it must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained for one minute. While restrained by the shackles, the target takes 2d6 fire damage at the start of each of its turns. The target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, banishing the shackles on a success. Once you invoke this rune, you can't do so again until you finish short or long rest. So I mean, that seems cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, that is directly useful, and it, it is fiery. The passive is kind of lame, but, I mean, that's a, it's a useful ability, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, again, you can actually, I, I earlier had said you can use them X amount of times per day, but, really, if you take multiple short rests in a day, you, you get even more uses of these runes. That's true. Okay, so you could mix it up. You could. Warlock style. Right. Uh, next is Frost Rune. This rune's magic evokes the might of those who survive in the wintry wilderness, such as Frost Giants. While wearing or carrying an object inscribed with this rune, you have an advantage on animal handling checks and intimidation checks. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, with the with the context read there, shouldn't it be oh, maybe survival checks instead of animal handling checks? If well, we're trying to go with survival, I'm thinking more like you know, like a team of dogs or like. Whatever survival animal you have out there. Yeah. like I mean, frost giants are... You know what frost giants do, right? They beat the shit out of their pets. It's, it, we covered that in the frost giants episode. It's not good. Frost giants are animal really... Animal handling. They're huge pieces of shit. Yeah, they're yeah. handling that animal. Yeah, they certainly yeah. are. Somebody call PETA on <laughs> Wizards of the Coast. Absolutely. No, don't do that. They'll get all fucking serious about it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's true, too. In addition, you can invoke the rune as a bonus action to increase your sturdiness. For 10 minutes, you gain a plus two bonus to all ability checks and saving those that use strength or constitution. Once you invoke this rune, you can't do so again until you finish a short or long rest. Now, this is not that useful because there aren't a lot of strength or... Well, there are con saving throws, so there's that. There's yeah. almost no strength saving those, so that's not very useful. Ability checks are cool, um, and... But if you're if you're already a strong rune knight, you probably don't need that plus two to your strength ability check. Maybe you're multi-classing bard and you need this rune to make you sturdy. And maybe, hard. maybe. <laughs> Next is the stone rune. This, <laughs> this rune's magic channels the judiciousness associated with stone giants. While wearing or carrying an object described with this rune, you have advantage of wisdom, insight checks, and you have dark vision out to a range of 120. Whoa, feet. dark vision! Oh fuck! <laughs> Who cares? So depending on your race, you, this probably doesn't matter because you probably already have dark vision. Did you guys watch the uh, the State of 5e episode? The yeah, comments are wild. 
Yeah, they're pretty great. interesting. In addition, when a creature you can see ends its turn within 30 feet of you, you can use your reaction to invoke a rune and force the creature to make a wisdom saving throw. Unless the save succeeds, the creature is charmed by you for one minute. While charmed in this way, the creature has a speed of zero and is incapacitated, descending into a dreamy stupor. Okay. Uh, the, I guess that has to do with the, how the, the stone giants, a few uh, people who live above, they're living in the dream. Yeah. Uh, the creature repeats the saving throw until on the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on a success. Once you invoke the rune, you can't do so unless you get a short or long rest. It's really true of stone giants. Is like art imitates life, life imitates art, magic imitates thought. Sure. Schools of thought. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hill rune is the next one. The rune's magic bestows a resilience reminiscent of a hill giant. While wearing or carrying an object that bears this rune, you have advantage on saving throws against being poisoned. You have resistance against poison damage. It's pretty situational. Yeah. At the lower levels, poison is better. Yeah. So that's okay. In addition, you can invoke the rune as a bonus action, gaining resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage for one minute. Now, that is useful mm, because yeah, it, it's non-specific whether it's magical or not. Uh, once you invoke this rune, you can't do so again. So, like, that's that's like a barbarian feature right there. Yeah, definitely. Which it's, is useful for a frontliner fighter. That's that, that is a good. That's a good. Um, so far, effect. we got shackles, sleepy stupor, and and this move. Yeah. And next we have storm rune. Um, using this rune, you can glimpse the future like a storm giant seer. While wearing or carrying an object inscribed with this rune, you have an advantage on intelligence, uh, arcana checks, and you can't be surprised as long as you aren't incapacitated. Uh, the surprising is, I guess, kind of useful if you're being ambushed. So again, you, you have to like predict that that's a possibility. That's so weird. Like, they, aren't there? There's not surprise rounds in fifth edition, like like officially. Like, there's no such thing as a surprise round? Well, the, really? the surprise round is, like, everyone acts before the rounds begin. Everyone who's involved. Yeah, Everyone okay. who's not surprised. Okay. Gets to act. Yeah, all right. Um, So, like, not technically, but yes, there obviously is. Yeah, okay. Um, so weird. In addition, you can invoke the rune as a bonus action to enter a prophetic state for one minute. <laughs> or until you're incapacitated, until the state ends, when you or another creature you can see within 60 feet of you makes an attack roll, a saving throw, or an ability check, you can use your reaction to cause the roll to have advantage or disadvantage. Um, once you invoke this rune, you can't do so again until you finish a short or long rest. I mean, that's, that's cool. Useful. I mean, invoke like advantage, disadvantage. Isn't there a warlock thing that does this? No, it's kind of different, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um... You get another feature at level three. Yeah, we're still on level three features, guys. Oh my uh, gosh. Giant's Might. You have learned how to imbue yourself with the might of giants. As a bonus action, you magically gain the following benefits, which last for one minute. You get so big. Oh, you do. You do. You really do. <laughs> yes. If you are smaller than large, you become large along with anything you are wearing. If you lack the room to become large, your size doesn't change. You have advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. Once on each turn, one of your attacks with a weapon or unarmed strike can deal an extra 1d6 damage to the target on a hit. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, which is, you know, like goes up. It starts with two and goes up. This is actually a good feature. Okay, because that's better than the enlarged spell is is an extra d4 on your weapon. Oh, okay, yeah, so it's better. And regain all expanded uses of it when you finish a long rest. Mm -hmm. I Uh, like that. Yeah, no, this is that's your bread and butter. This is your bread and butter. 
which is weird because just getting it, huge. it doesn't actually say anything about runes is the funny thing about this being your bread and butter is a rune night. Oh, yeah. You just can do it. It you doesn't say anything big. about runes. Yeah. Uh, come on. There's got to be a, a rune, rune involved, involved, right? There should be. Yeah. Uh, you get a feature at level seven called Runic Shield. You learn to invoke your rune magic to protect your allies. When another creature you can see within 60 feet of you is hit by an attack roll, you can use your reaction to force the attacker to re-roll the d20 and use a new roll or the new roll. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses when you finish long rest. Now, that's just useful, especially as someone who is um, in MMO turns the, ta- the tank. You know? yes. You're trying to uh, absorb, di- the blows. absorb blows or dissuade blows from happening to people that aren't you. If that's how you're playing this fighter, this is a great feature for that. Yes. Um, Because you're stopping, um, you're doing two things. If the enemy is going for someone else, you are bringing in the chance that they'll miss. And because you can do that, you're dissuading them from attacking other people because, you know, um, why why do that when they should probably go for you, stop you from doing that. Yeah, and if you're if you're enormous, if you're if you become size large, yeah. like you're going to be drawing aggro, so it's great to have a way to sort of mitigate attacks. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you can you could just pull that for for whatever you needed. That yeah, this is good. This is a good combination. Right. <clears throat> At level ten, you get the feature called Great Stature. The magic of your runes permanently alters you. When you gain this feature, roll 3d4. You grow a number of inches in height equal to the roll. Say what? <laughs> so Permanently? That's, that's anywhere from 3 to 12 inches. So you could grow a whole foot. If you're like 7 feet, you're, you could be 8 feet tall now. So it just does, this is just, you, you, you level up and then you grow. Yeah. And then that's it. Well, no, there's more. But wait, <laughs> there's more. Moreover, the extra damage you deal with your giant's might feature increases to a D8. Cool, okay. Again, back to the giant thing being your bread and butter. Yeah. You get bit by a radioactive giant. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, At level 15, you get the feature called Master of Runes. You can invoke each rune you know from your rune carver feature twice rather than once, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a short or long rest. So now you can double it up. That's pretty cool. Level 15, you're pretty up there to get this feature, but it's still nice, I suppose. Yeah, I... It's how do we rank this on a level 15 sort of? Uh, yeah, it's okay. It seems good. It would be great if the rune carver feat was better. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> All right. Uh, finally, at level 18, you get runic juggernaut as a feature. You learn how to amplify your rune power transformation. As a result, the extra damage you deal with the giant's might feature increases to a D10. Moreover, when you use that feature, your size can increase to huge. And while you're at that size, your reach increases by five feet. So you get you could basically become a giant at yeah, level 18. Yeah. You are a giant now. You get more giant. The further you level into this, like if, when you hit level 20, you just are a giant. Like just grab a monster stat block. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, no, you're better than a giant because yeah. you're a giant with a character class. So right, you're, you're doing fighting. You probably have more HP. No, that's not necessarily true. No, not probably, necessarily. Your AC is probably better. No, that's not necessarily true either. But it could be. Could Both be. those things could be true. Yeah. Uh, any questions about the Rune Knight before we talk about the character I built? I wish we had looked at the Unearthed Arcana a little bit to compare, but I do yeah. know that a lot fell off. Yeah. From, the reason from that, that I don't get into Unearthed Arcana is just a personal one of, like, I do not like using something that I know is temporary, and I don't like, what if I really like it, and then I want to use it, but it's technically not... Um, it's not, uh, what's the word, official anymore. Yeah. I don't like using things that aren't official necessarily. Um, I don't like the idea that the thing I love doesn't get used and then I'm, I'm mad because, you know, I think the thing that was was better. Um, and I don't like the idea of, like, 
getting into a subclass or, or, or something like that and then it changing and I still like it, but now I have to learn the new way and then I start getting confused with the two ways that I learned. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's just a lot for me and I'm not into it. whole debate on like, so Unearthed Arcana is meant for play testing. So they, yeah. they determined that it was better to go with this route and to kind of mitigate some of the features a little bit. Now that's why I wish like, I had mm-hmm. more knowledge about the first one, but that I'm with you. I don't really like to look at Unearthed Arcana at all. I kind of know it's out there and it exists and it yeah. seems cool. Yeah. Right. That that sounds awesome is basically what I say every time it, I hear about Unearthed Arcana. Exactly. It's like, also, that's like way too broken almost every time I hear about yes, some shit. Yes, that's true. And it always gets scaled back. It, it follows yeah. the same pattern yeah. from, from my point of view. It's like, anyway. here's something cool to get people hype. And then it's like a disappointment when it yeah really there's there's a official. lot of outrage and vitriol. That's your true. game your game master your DM could just be like no you can't have an Earth Arcana at this table like we're gonna play a balance a balanced game yeah that's quote. true that's true and that's usually what I do is I, I just don't want it at my table because I don't have time to deal with the consequences of it but that's just me and I understand the appeal it's just not for me yeah like am I if I allow this at my table am I responsible for rebalancing it myself so pretty much you really at are the table. Yeah. that are playing official Which content. can lead to issues because people will be like, oh, but it's written like this. Yeah, or are we right. all playing an Unearthed Arcana game and right. like, who knows what the fuck could happen because like that shit <sighs> literally exists to be play tested so they can figure out how to write it for official. Right, you know? exactly. It's it's a messy situation. I wish Unearthed Arcana, I see why it exists. I kind of wish it didn't in a way because hmm. because of my feelings about it. Well, That's personal though. Uh, before Unearthed Arcana, back in the 4E days, like, People were pretty much in the dark about what was going to come out, and yeah. that wasn't really great. So, I mean, I appreciate that it's out. I just don't appreciate how they implement it. I don't appreciate that they go so overpowered, and then they tend to scale it back so much. Yeah, wouldn't you think it would be the other way around, or it's like, let's no. kind of meet a middle ground, I, or I, like a lower end, it, and it, then scale it up to meet what it could, like the potential here? I don't know. I think... I think the thing is that the complaint I see from people who do use it and get mad later is that the thing that ends up becoming official doesn't really resemble the thing that they loved in the first place. Right, yeah. There was something really cool about this thing that they... They They stripped it. And it was probably too good, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I could see why, you know, like you dangled the carrot out in front of me and the carrot wasn't really ever there. Sure, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Why not? Yeah, so that's why it's better for me just to ignore it. Like, I... Not entirely. I know it exists. I know it's there. I just don't, like, take a lot of stock in it. Right. It's also why we don't talk about it on the show, because it's like, I don't want to talk about something that, like, isn't going to matter, like, in yeah. three months, What, are we going to just whatever. speculate about it? And yeah. Then, like, I mean, yeah. I guess we could, but, like, I got so much real stuff to cover, like, you know. Right. Why would we waste our time, like, it, it might not exist in, like, you know, a few months. Right, right. So. And then I had to learn it. Yeah, because uh, oh, I mean, granted, I'll probably forget it at this point because I, I hardly remember this stuff because it's just so much at this point. I guess the Unearth Arcana is like still there, and if you really wanted to use some of the yeah, you could it, still you could. use it. Like no one's gonna stop you. Um, well, somebody like you got to discuss that at, for with the table, your DM. Right? So somebody yeah. could stop you, but right. like if it's your table and you guys talk about it, right? Like the same old thing we are always harping on. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to talk about the character you built? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, right. selling a little. Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. 
Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. We've returned. Indeed we have. Welcome back, Will. Um, welcome back to the welcome you back too. to the table. <laughs> Thank you. You too. Hey, buddy, you got a character for us or what? Oh man, I slap one together. I'm like, <laughs> I, I the I the the core of a interesting, hilarious character is here, and I've done my best in the last five minutes to make it like fleshed out as possible. But I feel like I really needed a longer time with this one, but it's I didn't a, get that time. It's a little difficult what I got. to character build on this show because we don't have a game in mind. Usually that really helps guide me. For me, I just need more time. Usually I have a whole day to yeah. like think about my character and stuff, but mm-hmm. I just didn't have that luxury this recording session, so I had to do it on the fly. Well, we got one, and I but like we got it. one, and Brian loves him. So um, <laughs> I built a Minotaur, Rune Knight, um, and <laughs> this Rune Knight has one defining passion in his life, um, and that is to find the greatest flavors across the land and cook the greatest dishes that he could come up with, for he is a chef. His name is Chef B. Flambe. 
<laughs> so, beef beef flambe? Yeah, yeah, chef beef flambe. Beef flambe? Beef flambe. 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 Is it fl- I thought it was flambe. It's a flambe. Sorry, beef flambe. Sorry. Beef flambe. Uh, my, that rolls way off yeah, the Yeah, beef flambe. Off the time Sorry, of my I'm, bad. We can my speech it broken. <laughs> my speech broken. Beef flambe. So beef flambe is my minotaur rune knight and he wields a enormous trident fashioned as if it was a giant fork. And Excellent. He uses his rune magic. So, okay, my my the vague idea I have here. Well, the number one idea I have here is that the way they do runes in this game is stupid, and I want to do it better. <laughs> so, for me, in my head, I'm sorry if you carve a, a fire rune or a frost rune or a storm rune into a thing, it should do something at least mildly flamey or frosty or stormy. Yeah, I mean the fire one does with the fire shackles, and that's true. But like. The, all the passive stuff is just a little strange to me. I get the idea. I just don't like it. I just don't like it. You could fire shackle. Like Brian, I just don't like it. You could you could fire shackle your your hot pa- like a pan to be hot. You know I, mean, I mean, yeah, but that's super extra and over the top. Hey man, you are But I guess a, you could do it. My idea here is like fork. if I got an iron skillet and I carve a fire rune on the bottom of it, it should be able to heat my food. I just uh, that's just how I feel. Hey, if I was running the, this game, <laughs> I'd give that one the A OK. Well, buddy. cool. Uh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. So my idea here is that uh, B Flambe uses <laughs> his runes to and integrates them into his cooking. Whether it's using a frost room to chill food and make some ice cream, which you know was a luxury that most people oh, probably hey, never tried. Oh, hey, fucking liquid nitro, some yeah, cream exactly, right there. Yeah, that's hardcore, exactly. dude. I love um, that. And I don't know, like maybe you could do something special with 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 the storm, like with with lightning. Like I don't know if like shocking food. Yeah, it's not really cooking. It's good soup. Good soup. What? <laughs> the Adam Driver meme. Oh my god, no, I can't I do, do this with you no, right now. You, no, I have no idea what you're talking oh, about. Jesus. But, Adam okay, Driver, maybe maybe you we, know who Adam Driver is right. Yes, he's a person. He's an actor. Yeah. He, so he did this bit. Yeah. I, I'm not even gonna get. He sit. The meme is him sitting at a diner table. And yeah. He, he's got a bowl of soup in front of him. He takes a bite and it's like, it's good soup. And it memed. You know what? It sounds <laughs> dumb. <laughs> but okay. It's maybe my, it's my whole life. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's my whole life. Shitting on it. I'm sorry. I'm sure it's very funny. I'm looking it up right now. I'm sure it's very, very it funny. on camera. Okay. Jesus. Um, maybe it could be like uh, some sort of like pseudo magical microwaving with the, with the storm. <laughs> with the storm stuff. I was like, is it a storm? Like a soup? Like, like, a ty- like a tornado? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Hang on. Let me look up good soup. Okay. Well, you keep talking. Anyways, he fights with the giant fork. Um, he got the he has the piercer feet, so he pierces real good. Um, basically, anything he kills that isn't sentient, he attempts to cook, and uh, he goes from giant community to giant community, learning more about their culture, about the runes, and most importantly, about what they cook and how they cook it. And so he is keeping a book of dishes that he is cooking. You're showing me a meme. Why is that a meme? Just keep talking. Okay. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> um, really, that's all there is to him. Like he gets real big because he learned it from the giants, and he's real big and strong because he eats so good. Oh, he's 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 cooking for giants. He cooks for giants. He learns cooking from giants. For giants by giants. Yes. From giants. And it's made him giant. With giants is mm. giant. Yes. I got you. Yeah. And also his runes work differently because those are dumb. And he can carry like 
uh, twice his load capacity because he's a Minotaur or whatever, right? I don't think Minotaurs actually get that as a feature. I think that oh, is bummer. a Goliath feature, um, yeah. also a Firbolg feature. I think a um, Bugbear feature, too. Yeah, that sounds about right as well. Um, let me see. Can it's I? like 500 traits. pounds or whatever. Yeah, he gets hammering horns, goring rush, and imposing presence from being a Minotaur. So he can intimidate. He can gore people with his horns. Um, and he can immediately hit a creature with a melee attack as part of an attack action on his turn. Uh, he can use a bonus action to attempt to shove that target with their horns. So, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I must be thinking of the monster stat block, huh, with the, the labyrinth-like memorization. Maybe, but I don't. Again, I I don't remember that from from Minotaurs, but maybe. Ah, uh, what well, that's got to be a thing, right? Like, what the the carrying capacity? What? No, 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 no. The memorizing like. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That's is that, is that yeah, that's that's a monster stop back. Oh okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like getting them Which, mixed up. Oh, and he has, of course, the chef feature. So, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you uh, you gain a bonus to either con or wisdom. I think it shows constitution. Proficiency with cooking utensils and can prepare food that allows creatures to regain additional hit points when taking a short rest as well as gain temporary hit points after a long rest. So, yeah, he's always cooking it up for his allies. He's a, he's a joy to have around. And he just does it in a, in a, in a weird special way. The giant showed him. A weird special way. Ah! Chef, Chef B. Flambe. I met <laughs> I'm messing around. I'm pulling out. I have the Heroes Feast book. I I should have got it earlier, but I'm destroying. I'm destroying things in the studio to get it. All right, here we go. Did you know that there is a D and D drinks book, like a a drink cocktail? There's a lot of them in here. Oh, okay, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah. There's a there's a grip of them. Just a just a gang of them. Uh, I I haven't really opened it too too often. There's candy bacon. I'm looking at candy bacon right now. What else we got? I need to t- see. Here's the here's like the the um, cocktails concoctions. Yeah, so we got uh, let's see, halfling uncommon cuisine one forty seven, and then elixirs and ales is one seventy nine. So let me go to one forty seven because um, they were like split up by race. I don't know if you saw. Um, there's like cuisine of humans and half elves and stuff like that. Did they have one of giants? Um, well, t- see, that's the thing is no. <laughs> um, they had unusual cuisine. Okay. Which was page 179, right? So let me go to here. Uh, let's see. Ah, here. Bitopian shepherd's bread. Perhaps no cuisine among the plains could be more otherworldly than that of the Asimar. The far-flung descendants of celestials, but even Asimar are half-human, and their need for mortal sustenance is why many believe the bread recipe common to the twin paradise is ultimately Asimar in origin. The spiced bread served in thick slices is made from grains imbued with grated carrots and rich chunks of almond. See, this is the type of shit that you need to get into right now. To, like, get I mean, yeah. Right. I, I was trying to think of how I'd use the stone rune right now while you were talking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, they're, they're stone ovens, right? You can cook bread in stone ovens. Maybe yeah. he carves a stone rune on the stove, stone oven while he's cooking the best bread. And just they combo like a stone and fire rune in there. Yeah, yeah, stone fire and like bam, he just he bakes the best bread. Just grind up whatever you mm-hmm. find. We got fried fingers, a dish popularized by lizard folk of Salt Marsh, where it was commonly prepared with humanoid parts instead of poultry. Yeah, so he avoids that. He avoids wild that. stuff. <laughs> this is a great book. Um, and if you're gonna be uh, surrogate steaks, if you're going to be uh, doing a chef feature, I hi- or a chef like uh, character character, I highly recommend the Heroes Feast book. Uh, 
for like it's got a lot of good lore in here. Yeah. If you're if you're talking about cooking or anything, there's a ton of great stuff in this book. I yeah, feel absolutely. like we should cover some stuff in this book. We kind of did just now, but like sure, if you want to, we can. It's a it's a great it's a great book. It's and a pretty you can cool book. Actually, make the stuff in here. It's a real recipe like cookbook. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Get yeah. the hero's feast for your chef minotaur. Yeah, and my Eat chef flambe. minotaur definitely carries around a, a custom cookbook. Nice. Any questions about beef flambe? Uh, no, I got it. All right. Well, then let's get ready for a long rest. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the long rest. We are uh, through our batch. We're going to get these up on Patreon. Uh, check out our Patreon where you can check out early episodes of this show as I am able to uh, make them done. Uh, and they're ad free. Uh, we got this new year, the fiend on our hands. It's fun. It's fresh. It's friendly. It's fiendish. It's Fucking dangerous. Indeed it uh, is. Yeah. We got uh, a TikTok, a Twitter. We got Graham. We got it. Links should probably be in the description, I would imagine. Yeah. We got a P.O. box. The address is down there, too. So um, send us something, like a postcard or whatever. I still got to go check the P.O. box um, for something that I think is there. Uh, so on the next, on the, somebody let me know. So on the next round of recordings, you're going to hear some more patron shout outs from a batch we missed stuff in the PO box. And, um, yeah, but like, thank you to everybody who's on our Patreon. Thank you to everybody who listens to the show and checks out super quest saga and stuff like that. All that stuff really helps us out a lot. Um, we love you and we hope you're doing well and I hope you had a good holiday season and, that week between uh, Christmas and New Year's uh, didn't like time warp you too bad. <laughs> yeah, indeed. That's when we're recording these. I mm-hmm. feel time warped a little bit right uh, now. Yeah, super. <laughs> yep. And Will, you got anything else before we get we head out? No. Nope. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll uh, call it a game. Let's call it a game. See you guys next time. Bye. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.